It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome to Bells in the Bat Free. I'm your genial host, John Bell, and I'm asking the question that's on everybody's mind. Brad. Yes, Mr. Bell. How is your legal career going? A lot better than my illegal career. That one didn't work out very well. No, I mean, Brad, hmm? how is your lawyer career going? Oh, yes, yes, my career as Brad Motworth, attorney at law. Yes, how is that going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, sorry, I forgot to turn the echo thing off. Pretty good. Have you had any interesting cases of late? Well, actually, I have, Mr. Bell, just, just recently. Well... Why don't you tell us about it? Already, I will. Bells in the Bat Free presents the casebook of Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at law. Uh, Brad, I didn't really mean for you to. Some say that fortune smiles on the lucky. Others say that luck smiles on the fortunate. I've rarely been lucky or fortunate, but this particular day gave me reason to smile. I was sitting in the world headquarters of my legal empire when a young woman walked in. At one glance, I could tell that she was troubled, that she had lost her way, that she needed what I could give her. So I said, the hairstylist is on the bottom floor. I don't really need a hairstylist. Aren't you Brad Motworth, attorney at law? Possibly, but most people know me as Brad Motworth. Attorney, Attorney at, I mean, without the special effects. Oh, yes. Well, in that case, yes, I am Brad Motworth, uh, attorney at law. My name is Joe, Joe DeButler. And you're in some sort of trouble, Miss DeButler? Yes, I'm afraid it's my brother, Joe. That's your brother's name? That is correct. I thought Joe was your name. That is correct. His name is spelled J-O-E. My name is spelled J-O. Oh, I see. No, there is no O-I-C. If it was J-O-O-I-C, it would be Jewick. Uh-huh. Okay, well, Jewick. Joe. Joe. Uh, how can I help you? My brother has been framed. A nice portrait for your wall? He's been set up. Well, of course. How else could you see the picture? He's been arrested for a crime he did not commit. But not having to do with his picture. But it has to do with a painting. Someone painted his picture? No, he's been accused of stealing a valuable painting. Joe DeButler? Yes. So DeButler didn't do it? That is correct. So we need to find who did do it. I already know who did do it. Oh, well, you saved me a lot of trouble there. Who did do it? Joe's boss, Arturo Delaw. And where is Mr. Delaw right now? He's in the slammer. He's been arrested? No. He's just visiting. The slammer is the name of the nightclub he owns. Ah, so Arturo Delaw owns the slammer. That is correct. All right, let's get back to your brother. Joe. Yes, Joe. With an E. Right. Has he ever been in trouble with the law? Up until recently, they've gotten along fine. Who has? Joe and Mr. DeLaw. Okay, no, I was trying to find out if your brother has a criminal record. No, he's never been too ambitious, so he's never tried to break any records. No, no, I mean, has your brother ever been arrested? Yes, I just told you that a moment ago. I mean, does he have any previous run-ins with the law? No, he and Arturo got along. Okay, hold on, let's just step back a little bit. All righty. Now that we've stepped back a bit, I can see a little more. Mr. Moore isn't with me, and he's not that small. Then who is that fellow that's standing behind you there? Oh, that's my Uber driver. 
Clyde Who. Is Mr. Who involved in this mess? No, he's just waiting for his payment for driving me here. He's completely unversed in this entire situation. Is that true, Who? I just want my money. Alrighty then. Tell me about this valuable painting that was stolen. Ah, yes, the forgery. The painting is a forgery? No, it's an original. Who painted it? No, I just drive. It was painted by Fred Copy. So Fred Copy painted the forgery? Yes, he painted the forgery. Then who painted the original. No, I didn't. The forgery is the original. Uh-huh. The painting is called the forgery. Oh, so the forgery is an original copy. That's it exactly. Then who stole the painting? No, who's unversed? I don't know a thing. And from whom was this painting stolen? From the gallery downtown, owned by Cy Guyon. The Guyon Gallery. Precisely. And what made the police think that your brother stole this painting? The police found it hanging on the wall in his man cave, next to the faucet. Near the sink, huh? Near the Farrah faucet. He has that classic poster from the 70s. Yeah, who doesn't? Will you be my lawyer? Yes, I will. And first, I need to do some legwork. Yes, you have been staring at them for quite a while now. Oh, then I guess I should do some uh, footwork. My first stop will be the guy in gallery. Clyde Who, the super-duper Uber driver, offered his services to take me to the guy in gallery. As we drove, I pondered the most important aspects of this case. Red hair, green eyes. No, I'm not talking about Clyde Who. Miss DeButler, Joel, had made an impression on me deeper than the impression Wild E. Coyote makes on the canyon floor. But I must stay professional. I must find out who took the painting. I didn't take any painting. Is it possible that her brother is guilty and she's just using my incredible legal skills to get him acquitted? I sincerely doubt that. Nobody asked you who. Who was that, who? Family parking attendant. We've arrived at the gallery. We entered the Guyon Gallery and asked to see Mr. Guyon. We were led into a small office with a large desk. In fact, the desk was larger than the office. We conversed while standing on the desk. I am Cy Guyon. Mr. Guyon? Please, Cy. All right. (sighs) I mean, call me Cy. Cy? Cy. Hi, Cy. Hi. And who is this? Yes, I am. I'm here about the stolen painting. The forgery? Yes, that's correct. Would you like to see it? I was under the impression it was stolen. It was, but the rat who stole it left a forgery in its place. So instead of displaying the forgery, you're displaying the forgery of the forgery. Yes, not copies the forgery, but a copy of copies the forgery. I'll arrange for you to see it. Thank you. Um, hand me the phone, will you? The phone? It's under your foot. You're standing on it. Oh, yes, yes. That's a very large desk you have here. Misconception, could you please prepare the forgery for viewing? Yes, I know, the forgery of the forgery. Thank you. Let's go to the gallery. Alrighty, come along, who? Uh, who? Where's who? I think he fell into one of the drawers there. Oh my, who? Where are you, who? We already parked the car, thank you. I'm down in the bottom of this drawer. Can you get out? I don't see a ladder or any ropes or anything. There should be a box of paper clips down there. Oh, yes, right here. Make yourself a chain and climb out. I'll do that. Go on without me, I'll catch up. No, don't touch my free catch-up packets. Oh. But you can have all the mustard packets you want. 
I don't like mustard. I see it's very fancy ketchup. Yes, thank you for complimenting my complimentary condiment. I said that with relish. How do we get off the desk here? Just walk across the blotter, around the pin set, okay. and jump in the out box. Here we go. Oh, and we're out. Walk this way, please. If I could walk that way, I wouldn't need talcum. Oh, good day, Mr. Guyon. Ah, Bill, we were headed your way. Mr. Montworth, this is Bill Yard. How do you do, Mr. Yard? Slowly and carefully. Mr. Yard is in charge of the room where the forgery is displayed. We're not displaying the forgery by Fred Coffey. Yes, I told him we don't have the original copy of the forgery. We have the forgery of the copy of the forgery. Uh, yes, a copy of copies the forgery, not the forgery. Is that it on the wall there? It's quite striking. I must admit. Now, that's the please do not touch the painting sign. This is the forgery over here. Oh, yes. Well, my goodness, look at that. It's very, um... Please do, do not, not touch, touch the, the painting. painting. I met Clyde Who at his car, where we shared a quick lunch of hot dogs and fries with plenty of mustard. There are packets everywhere. I then instructed Who to drive to the slammer so I could talk to DeLaw. If I got really mad, I might even take DeLaw into my own hands. On the way, I considered calling Joe DeButler to tell her of my progress and ask her if, well, if she <clears throat> might be available to join me for uh, dinner to uh, discuss the case, perhaps with some dancing and, and a show to further discuss the case. Oh, who am I kidding? Cupid has snuck up on me and launched an arrow into my heart. Actually, into my butt. The left cheek, to be specific. It's still uncomfortable when I sit. But the point is, I found myself dedicated to clearing her brother of all charges so I could woo her. I can't do that. I said woo her, not who her who. That's okay, then. We arrived at the slammer at about 6 p.m. <laughs> There was a large crowd leaving the building. Excuse me, excuse me, uh, what's going on? The clothes, man, we gotta go, dude. Wait a minute, isn't it a nightclub? No, dude, it's like a day club until six. After that, it's a nightclub. So the day club is closing? Yeah, and the nightclub will open. The nightclub's open! Everybody back in! I joined the crowd entering the slammer. At the door was a big boozer of a man. Give the light moving. Excuse me, sir, if I may ask? You want to get bruised? I uh, know. Keep the light moving. I need to see DeLaw. What, is it a raid? No, no, Arturo DeLaw. You know, your boss. Who should I say wants to see him? Tell him it's Brad Montworth, attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Yeah, and the other guy, who are you? Yes, I am. All right, he's upstairs. Oh, thank you. Wait a minute, I gotta hit you first. You gonna hit me first? Yeah, it's my job. Job. I'm a big bruiser. Bruiser. I gotta give you a big bruise. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I'm a bruiser. I'm a bruiser. I'll slam your head into a tree. Although I laugh and I act like a cloud, I'll take my fist and your head I will pound. Then I will kick you a bunch with my shoe. A true professional. I gotta make sure that you're all black and blue. I'm a bruiser. 
I'll punch anyone who's near to me. I'm a bruiser. And I'm just what I appear to be. All right, all right, we get the idea. You're a bruiser. Yeah, I gotta hit somebody, so who am I gonna hit? That works for me. Wait, what? Oh. That's gonna leave a bruise. Yeah, my work here is done. You can go up now. All righty, and why don't you treat my little friend here to uh, a couple of beers? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll give him some bruise. Enough bruising. I went up the steps and entered the office, where I saw a squat little man sitting in a squat little chair. Ah, you calling me squat? You look squat to me. Ah, you don't know squat, see? Ah, I'm Arturo DeLaw, see? And around here, I'm DeLaw. I think you'd be DeLaw wherever you went. Ah, watch out, don't slip on that pipe there. What, what a pipe? What, a, a meerschaum? Corn cob? Kay Woody? Lad, see? I'm having some plumbing redone, see? I want to talk to you about Joe DeButler. Ah, she's a real cutie, you know? I'm not talking about Jody Butler. I'm talking about Jody Butler. Oh, yeah, I am. He's a rat. He's a thief. He's a no-guard, see? Mwah. What do you know about the forgery? Mwah. I don't know nothing about the forgery or the forgery or the forgery, see? Excuse me, sir, but you're going to have to leave. Oh, yeah? And who are you? He's still out cold downstairs. Hi, Mr. Delaw's associate, Mr. Mustard. You look pretty mean, Mr. Mustard. My friends call me Cornell. You look pretty mean, Cornell. We're not friends. You've never liked me on Facebook. Well, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, see? Well, that's okay by me. I've seen enough. Now, which exit should I take? A or B? Taxi. C. 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 Senor. I left Delaw's office, ready to go to court, because I had seen and heard everything I need to know. It's time for justice. <laughs> All rise! This court is now in session. Judgmental presiding. That's me. Everybody sit down. Let's get started. Do we have the lawyer for the prosecution? Yes, Your Honor. It is I, Per Remes Jr. Your father was Per Remes? Yes, I am Per Remes' son. Excellent! And what about defense? Not quite finished, Your Honor. I'll have it ready to shack That'll be fine. How about the lawyer for the guy that's on trial? That would be me, Your Honor. Brad Montworth, attorney! attorney. No special effects in my courtroom. Ed Law. Call your first witness, counselor. I call Joe DeButler. Oh, the cutie? Joe DeButler, not Joe DeButler. Oh, the rat, the thief, the no good. Your Honor, I object. I would too if I had to call him. Go right ahead. Call your witness. Alrighty. <laughs> Hello, Joe? Yeah, uh, this is uh, Brad Modworth. Yeah, um, why aren't you in court? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, see you later. Bye. He's, uh, <clears throat> catching up on the shows he recorded on his DVR. Well, as long as he's got a legitimate excuse. I would like at this time to present some evidence. Exhibit A. This object that looks like an eyeball. I object. Yes, it is an eye object. Your Honor, this is irrelevant. No, this is irrelevant. <laughs> At this point, I would like to get a witness. Ask permission. <sighs> Can I get a witness? Oh, you could do better than that. All right. Ooh, can I get a witness? Really can use a witness. Witness will come in handy right now. 
So how about it? Your request I'll satisfy. Bring your witness to testify. I call my witness Joe DeButler. I thought you weren't going to call that rat, that thief, that no good. This is Joe DeButler, not Joe DeButler. Oh, the cutie. By all means, bring her up. State your name? Joe DeButler. Name your state? Ohio. Oh, hi. Oh, uh, <clears throat> Ms. DeButler, do you know how to tango? Yes, I do. With the court's permission, now I'd like her to prove this. Permission granted. Strike up the orchestra. Oh, Mr. Butler, you dance divinely. I must say the same. I dance divinely. I object, Your Honor. Counsel is leading the witness. Mr. Modworth, is there any reason you're dancing with the witness? Yes, Your Honor, a very important reason. Anything that has to do with this case? Um, no, Your Honor. Would the prosecution like to cross-examine? We're cut in. Not at this time, Your Honor. I call Arturo DeLaw to the stand. Ah, you won't get a thing for me, see? I'm not going to say a thing. Ah, I'm not even going to say moi or see, see? Ah. Your Honor, I would like to treat DeLaw as a hostile witness. Ah, sure, why not? Go ahead. Mr. DeLaw, how long have you been staying in the hostel? Ah, only while they're fixing the plumbing at my nightclub, see? Ah. Do you recognize Exhibit C? No, I don't see Exhibit C, see? Ah. I'm holding it up right now. Do you not see? this lead pipe? Objection. Counsel is letting the witness. Rephrase the question, Mr. Motworth. See you pipe this do lead not? All right, so what? This pipe was found in your nightclub. Ah, there's a lot of pipes, eh? They're fixing the plumbing, eh? Look inside this lead pipe. What do you see? Lead. Do you not also see paint in there? <gasps> paint that was rubbed off from... A painting that was rolled up therein? No, 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 you're crazy. You can't pin this on me, say. I contend that you wanted Joe D. Butler all to yourself. No, oh, he's a rat and a thief, say. I mean the cutie. Ah, that makes more sense. So you got your associate, Mr. Mustard. My friends call me Cornwell. Ah, but you have no friends. Even Sid Guy had stated he didn't like mustard. <gasps> ah, where's all this leading? Objection, witnesses leading counsel. You had Mr. Mustard. Sneak into the Gaia Gallery, into the room that Bill Yard was in charge of. Mustard carried this lead pipe, which contained the forgery of the forgery. He replaced the forgery with the forgery of the forgery, placing the forgery into the pipe to sneak out. Then, to frame Joe, you put the forgery into a frame and hung it on Joe's wall. Mr. Motworth, will you please tell us what you're trying to say? It was Cornell Mustard in the billiard room with the lead pipe. I confess, I did it, but DeLaw made me do it. We were always arguing. I fought DeLaw, and DeLaw won. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids. I find you guilty, and I sentence you to 20 years in the slammer. Ah, that's a pretty sweet deal for me. He continues to work at the slammer, and I don't have to pay him anymore. Ah, this court is adjourned. Brad, you did it. You got my brother off. That's still uncomfortably phrased. How can I ever thank you? Well, uh, you can start by going out with me, and we can celebrate. Joe, we're going out to celebrate. All of us. Uh, well, actually, I was thinking more... How marvelous. A celebration with myself, Brad, my lawyer, and Joe, my husband. They say that fortune smiles on the lucky. But if you're unlucky, like me, fortune sticks out its tongue and says, neener, neener, boo, boo. 
It turns out that Joe, the cute one, not the rat, uh, the guy, was adopted into the family when she was very young. She and Joe, the one with an E, became more than brother and sister. They fell in love and got married. But there's still a silver lining. I got paid! <laughs> and that's all I really ever wanted. I'm Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at... Hey, you know. You've been listening to episode 274 of Bells in the Bat Free, copyright 2021 by John Bell Creative, LLC. A personal note, if I may, Brad may not have won his green-eyed, red-haired beauty, but I did. This episode is dedicated to my wife, Jean, whose humor and patience... Yes, a redhead can be patient when she needs to be has been the rock in my otherwise odd life. And I don't tell her that enough. She also voiced Joe in this episode. Uh, the cutie. Hm. Typecast again. This is Jack Ward, and from every one of us here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times. Please follow the scientific and medical experts' advice, and we'll always be here for you daily at Mutual.